1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. All season long, we have the orders now. Injury Report, it's brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, big supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elk, and the Alberta Golden Bears. We will tell you today, Matthias Eckholm. Matthias Eckholm, Ken Holland Sain will not be uh, good to go at the start of training camp, but he's not expected out uh, for a while. Uh, also, Sam Gagne is going to be taking some time to recover from double hip surgery. We'll see. There might be another forward with a little bit of a tweak as well. We'll have to see what happens down as Oilers hit the ice tomorrow uh, at training camp. Royal Pizza, pizza pass and so much more. Get the new Canadian club sandwich with chicken, ham, bacon, ranch, lettuce and tomato. Visit royalpizza.ca. We head off to the River Creek. By the way, the stopper recommendation, Royal Pizza, Mediterranean chicken. Royal Pizza, by the was the title sponsor on Golden Bears radio broadcasts on CJSR, where I first met Reed Wilkins back in 1999. Reed's coming up today at 6.50. And the GM of the Alberta Golden Bears, Stan Marple, whose team is in, I know it's just exhibition season, but in a somewhat surprising position with a 2-4 and four record to start the year. Uh, the Bears ended up, the last four years, there's been a University Cup. Alberta's played in the national championship final. Stan Marple joins us in orders now. Stan, how you doing?
1: Yeah, good, Bob. Thanks for having
0: us on. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you got high standards. You won a title as a player in 92. Uh, you're on the 14 and 15 championship teams that UNE and up. You won another title with Serge Lajoie in 18. You went to the final in 19. You should have won in 21, lost, to, or sorry, in 22, lost to UQTR, lost last year. I, frankly, I, I thought you guys maybe exceeded expectations to get to the final last year. But Stan, a two and four starter. Are you concerned at all? Is it just a bride project that you got some players away at NHL camps? What do you What do you see so far? With the record so far this year.
1: Well, we, uh, you know, we're not off to the record we'd like at this moment, but uh, we're perhaps not quite as deep as we've been in the past. But uh, uh, we've had a few injuries as well that obviously doesn't uh, doesn't help, and a couple guys away at camp. So um, yeah, you know, it's uh, time. Preseasons, uh, no one's given out trophies in preseason, so I'm not too worried about it. I, uh, the team is in couldn't be in better hands uh, than it is with Coach Herbers and his uh, his assistant coaches, and you know uh, I think I think we'll be fine. Just uh, need to gel as a team. A lot of new faces had um, you know five guys leave the program to play pro hockey, which is a usual occurrence for us. Um, you know, and all of them had eligibility left, which kind of hurts. But uh, you know, they graduated and wanted to get on with life, so yeah. try to help them with that as well.
0: Yeah. So, Stan, here's the deal, and I actually had this conversation with several of the pro scouts that were at the rookie tournament in Penticton about the changing landscape and how it might affect a program like Alberta. Basically, what used to happen is you guys used to get the best guys, specifically out of the WHL that we're not going to the American Hockey League. Well, now there's two more AHL teams, a couple more ECHL teams. Does that make it a little bit more – does that sound like an excuse, or is it a real factor in terms of the procurement of talent for your program?
1: No, I think it is a factor, and I think part of it also is uh, because because of the you know the hard wage cap that they have in the National Hockey League, teams have to be creative and they have to make the most out of free agency and you know and give guys uh, you know good 20 year olds from the CHL opportunities that perhaps they weren't giving in the past, and uh, you know uh, we have three guys registered at U of A right now that are um, you know. 21-year-olds and just finished junior and are pursuing their dream but if it doesn't work out we'd like to be there for them down the road but we just don't know how that's going to pan out quite yet so I think yeah I think uh, NHL teams are, are looking a little harder at the CHL and they should be because there's great talent there and uh, giving maybe some players a little bit more of an opportunity than they've had in the past.
0: Well, Stan, Jake Sloan from Tri-City was in, uh, was in Penticton. He played the first two games. He scored a couple goals in the first game. He's a six four, 195-pound right shot center. He's going into his 20-year-old year, and I'm thinking to myself watching this guy the Oilers aren't going to have an excess of picks because they're going for it. They need to find guys like Jake Sloan to potentially sign. And those would be players at one time, like an Ian McDonald all those years ago, Stan, who helped win you a championship back in 08 when you are on Coach Thurston's staff. You know, those guys back then would play University Hockey, and now those guys are getting signed to NHL deals. And the other, there's another factor in this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because sometimes I am, Stan. Can kids technically, because my daughter is has done a lot of her schooling online, she's in third year U of A, can, can, can your players not actually be registered and taking classes while they're playing in the minors, can you do that?
1: Uh, no, not really. But what they can do is they can register for the uh, U of A for the first semester and then defer to the second semester. Okay. So um, that that's kind of what's uh, what's going on here in a few instances, and, and we'll see what transpires from it. But we we got we got a pretty strong squad. I mean, like you said, we had a couple guys away at camp. Uh, Josh Prokop and and Jake and Smallwood, two of our better forwards, coming back. They're both at camp. So we had a few injuries that we probably didn't expect early on, but. Uh, we'll be fine once we get everybody back and healthy.
0: What do you got this weekend coming up?
1: Well, we got something kind of special, and uh, the the mayor of uh, Cold Lake, Mr. Craig Copeland, uh, said, hey... Dan, what's the chances of getting on Bob's show so we can promote our games against the University of Saskatchewan in Cold Lake this weekend? <laughs> I said, Well, Craig, I, I've only known him since nineteen eighty nine, so I think we might have a chance. But uh thanks for that. It's yeah, this weekend we're up in Cold Lake at the uh Cold Lake Energy Center at the Imperial Oil Palace Arena that uh, Place Arena and uh, we're playing two games against the University of Saskatchewan up there and uh you can get both games are at seven o'clock and you, if you're local to Cold Lake is uh Craig says you've got lots of listeners of you show up in Cold Lake. You can uh, get tickets on Ticketmaster.
0: There you go. Well, it doesn't surprise me. You know, 630 Chad has a, a huge uh, signal, Uh big transmitter, and it doesn't surprise me that we, we've got listeners out in Cold Lake. Uh, you guys have played Saskatchewan. It's funny because I think back to – And this just shows you how you can't overreact to things, Stan. I I actually, Ken Holland and myself, went to go see you guys against Saskatchewan in preseason the year that Mike Babcock was coaching the team. And they took it to you pretty good the first night. You were down four forwards in that game. And I remember thinking to myself, hmm, this is interesting. And in the end, Babs' Huskies didn't even make it into the Canada West Final Four. They got eliminated in the quarterfinals. And you guys that season, uh, you know had a pretty decent year so uh ended up uh, going all the way to the university cup final uh and losing to you in double overtime so you don't want to read too much uh how, what have you heard on saskatchewan and you mentioned you got a couple injuries what's your health like heading into the two games this weekend up in cold lake
1: well we we got just enough guys to to fill the roster and uh, some of our key guys are out like i mentioned uh, two guys away at pro camp and Tolcop and, and Smallwood, but you know we'll be okay. We're going to work hard and uh, give them a run for their money for sure. And it's a great opportunity for some guys that might not usually get ice time to get some ice early in the year, and for the coaching staff to evaluate. And that's really what preseason is all about. Well, hopefully, we'll have our guys back uh, for next week, uh, the weekend after that in UBC, where we'll have a real tough weekend uh, against a very good UBC
0: team. When do you is that when you start the Canada West regular seasons next weekend again in in Vancouver? That's right. Yeah. All right, Stan. Again, how do people get tickets up in Cold like if they want to go watch the Bears play the Huskies?
1: Yeah, just go to www.ticketmaster.ca. Tickets are only ten bucks for adults, five for seniors, and five bucks for children ages two to seventeen. So, real, uh, real economical and a cheap night out, and should be a lot of fun for everybody.
0: Safe travels, Stan. Thanks for joining us here on Oilers Now.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Bob.
0: Much appreciated. You bet. 642 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. That is Stan Marple, the longtime general manager of uh, the Alberta Golden Bears. Uh, Marps was uh, – he does a lot of the recruiting. I'm going to bring Brendan Escott in here momentarily. It, it has changed, Brendan. I mean, I, I saw Connor McLennan. And uh, Connor McLennan was brought in late by the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Connor is is basically, I think he's either from Manville or Irma about from uh, uh, those neck of the woods. He was number one pick in the WHL Bantam draft. He had a 45-goal, 90-point season last year for the Winnipeg Ice. So a guy like that seven years ago he's playing at the U of A he's not playing minor well he's going to Chicago Wolves he's got a two year deal to go play it really has changed a bit with the addition of two more NHL teams and as a result and the other thing is the school I think some of the guys can still do it online They, they might not be eligible but they can use their school money while they play minor pro. It's a different time indeed, isn't it for guys out there?
2: Yeah, I mean, first of all, there's so many different avenues to get to the minor pros now, and then uh, I, obviously, I mean, it, it's it, it's kind of a juxtaposition when you think about the growth of the game and it being a good thing that Seattle yeah. has its own team and Vegas. Uh, exactly, and uh, and the counter side of that is that the talent pool is spread that much thinner, I suppose. For you sports everywhere. You look at the ripple down effect, and here you see it.
0: Well, uh, 22 teams in the WHL. We're going to hear uh, hopefully tomorrow from Luke Pierce on the show as they get ready to drop the puck on uh, their regular season. The Edmonton Oil Kings coming up this weekend. Uh, Brendan, of course, will have countdown to kickoff Friday night. Uh, we have an hour long version of Oilers now, but a full show coming up for you tomorrow. Reed Wilkins, Brendan Escott. When we return at six forty four in Edmonton, this is Oilers now. All right, all right, all right. It's 6:48 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer with you, along with uh, Brendan Escott, Aiden Ganim, and joining us in studio as well uh, is Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. So, before we get to uh, tonight's edition of Inside Sports, we're going to have a quick conversation here. We're going to bring uh, Mister uh, Escott in as well as Reed. Uh, Reed, you were down at the press conference today with yes. Ken Holland. What specifically did you? Uh, notice it kind of stood out.
3: Um, that's a good question. I, I thought his uh, comment on Holloway was uh, was interesting because I, I know I'm, we've talked about Holloway and Broberg. His answer to your question about Broberg being able to play the right side was was pretty definitive. Um, How so? That he can. Yeah, that he can, and that obviously they're not shy about doing it. Uh, my prediction is when Eckholm gets healthy, yeah, that he's going to be with Broberg. That's my... Pr- and and CeCe will be with Kulak. CeCe will be and with And the seventh guy. In yeah. a note. Yeah. What do you think of that? Uh, so, so Nurse would be with Bush. Yes. Interesting. What do you think of that? Well, I liked Eckholm and Bouchard together a lot. I think a lot of people Bouchard did. got a little liberated, and I believe Eckholm was plus 28. Yeah, he did I think good. he led the Oilers in plus minus and played a quarter yeah. of the season with them. Yeah. Nurse, I think, was plus 26, if I'm remembering Something the stats like correctly. Uh, I would... Well, I mean, you got time to see how it works in the regular season. I don't think trying some deep pairings is going to derail the the whole no. year. I mean, they still pretty got a lot of talent and stability back there. I mean, Holland's the way he uh, answers the questions about his own future are always interesting. Don't invest uh, in green uh, bananas. Uh, yeah, and I would I would think that this is probably it, but I don't know if he would want to come out and say that. I mean, why why say that at this point when you still got a year's work to do? Yeah.
0: Uh, by the way, uh, Connor McLennan's from Wainwright. I believe I incorrectly stated that he was from Irma or one of those places. Irma's I mean, close no, to Wainwright, but they're not. Yeah, I think but I did they're say Wainwright. They are separate communities. Yeah, yes, yeah. well, I was in Irma. Uh, yeah. Brendan Escott's going to join us. Brendan, uh, what do you think? Uh, could you foresee a scenario where we see some Broberg on the right side and do you have faith that he could pull it off? I think he can.
2: Yeah, if you start him out of the gate with the notion that this is what he needs to strive for, and my understanding is the analytics kind of point in a direction that he is fully capable of playing that side. So if it sets him up that he gets to play alongside to me the safest safety blanket on the team and maybe one of the safer ones in the league as demonstrated last year then you got to take that opportunity so I don't mind the idea of him at home playing together but you'd better be sure Darnell Nurse is committed to being a real grimy defensive style of player this year. All right uh, now I'm going to put you on the spot which team other than the Oilers are you watching
0: the most closely to see how they perform out of the gate?
2: How about the Calgary Flames? I mean, they, they could go in so many different directions. And because of the looming contract situations, I think a hot start might help alleviate some of the pressure that's on Craig Conroy right now to get a guy like Lindholm signed. So that'll be real interesting. And also, if the goaltending doesn't perform out of the gate, does that insert Dustin Wolf into the conversation real early as well? Reed Wilkins. Well, I... I, I
3: I'll say another team because I was also going to say Calgary and I heard you and Elliot talking about they've kind of become this team over the last four or five years that does the opposite of what they're expected to do right right. oh they were kind of loud and here's the thing they actually weren't lousy last year they were 16th overall which means if they just went by overall standings they're in and who would have been out? Florida. The Florida Panthers. They happen to make the Stanley Cup final. So shows you how close it is. I think, Bob, because they're in the division and because of the playoff matchup and because they won the cup, I also have to say Vegas. Uh, and I think for me there, look, I, you might say, accuse me of being skeptical here. How's Aiden Hill going to play? It's... It's Vegas different. is a well-run organization. They are well-run organizations. Just, I missed the playoffs last year. The just, only thing I'll say, yeah, I they think I the might cup. have too. The, yeah. the, the only thing I will say about Hill and I, and it's different when you're going into the season knowing you're the guy. Yes, he full. I mean, full credit to what he did. He could have won the con Smythe and even playing the orders, two and a half do series. Do the win a series if Pershing stays in the series? Well, we'll never know. We'll never know. I mean, they didn't. Yeah, I mean, they didn't react the well the to the, to the slash.
0: I mean, In the two games that mattered the most, Vegas was better. Yeah.
3: Bottom line. What do you have coming up tonight on Inside Sports? Well, oh, thank you for asking, Bob. Uh, we'll have a little uh, more from the Oilers' availabilities today, and uh, a young man by the name of Blake Dermott's going to be on the show. You
0: know what? He just called me. I don't think he knew that I was on the air right now. I was texting him. Oh, really? Because we had we had Elliot <laughs> Friedman on, and the Golden Bears, Doug McLean told me, uh, Darwin Somodiak was head coach of Western, and that's... Doug McLean's uh, late uh, uh, grandfather. And Doug told me that the Golden Bears won in 80 and 81. And I wanted to make sure the games were at Commonwealth. They weren't out at Varsity Field. And they were indeed at Commonwealth. And Alberta beat Western in both years. So So
3: which bowl was that at the time? What did they call it at the time? Churchill or whatever they're called. Whatever the rotation was, yeah. Uh, All right. uh, So
0: he was Western both years? Both years. In the national semifinal? In the national semifinal. The Bears won the national championship in 80. Right. And then lost the national championship in 81 to Acadia. And, and those when, were always in Jim Toronto, Don, right? God rest his soul, went into the dressing room at halftime and told the guys he was resigning as the head coach at the end of the season because he was going to be involved
3: in the World University Games. The university had 83. Right. It's a legendary story. All right. And, the, and the university or sort the Vanier Cup was always in Toronto then, yes, right? Yes, all the time. At well, eventually they put it in Sky Dome, as it was known. But back then, it was at uh, whatever. The, was it just Varsity? I think it was called Varsity Stadium Field Stadium well. Varsity Bears, fields?
0: The Bears blew out Ottawa. They are up 35 nothing in the 80-Vanier Cup. Peter Aschenko had three touchdown receptions in the first half. They just lit him right up. And then Ottawa put in a scrambling quarterback, and Alberta couldn't contain him in the second half. He ran
3: for like 150 yards. Little guy that could just bomb. Did he ever make uh, no. get a look? No, yeah. no. There you have it. Useless, superfluous information. Yeah, well, I'm glad you remember that because I've, yeah. Was... Well, if it's useless and it's superfluous. That's I not use... useless. Remembering local sports achievements, I, I
0: don't well, consider some, useless. Some people uh, have value for local sports. Uh, let's do this. Let's go to uh, this data winners history for New West Travel. Join the four-night Nashville road trip. Fly nonstop with Flair Airlines to watch the Oilers play the Predators in October. Call New West
2: Traveler or visit newestravel.com. Brendan, what do you got? Well, I'm sharing a birthday with uh, one of the original National Hockey League Edmonton Oilers. Born in 1957, former Oilers defenseman Mike Forbes in Brampton, Ontario. Uh, he played 18 NHL games, not very many, but uh, between 1980 and 82, scored uh, his only NHL goal, added seven assists. He joined the franchise as an expansion draft pick from the Boston Bruins in June of 1979.
0: There you go. nice, Nicely done. I don't remember that. Player. You don't remember? You briefly, you know what he okay. had? He had a reddish hair
3: and he had a big afro. So That's, he didn't wear no helmet. Yeah, yeah. He, well, no, the picture they have him. He looked a bit. Well, oh, like sorry, gold. like the headshot. Though yeah, I guess he, most guys still weren't wearing helmets. And there 70s. were a lot of uh, white dudes
0: with afros back then. Right. So you know, it was just kind of a style. I wouldn't. Uh, Tom Gazzola. You got to give Tom credit. He tried pulling it off, and he did it for charity, and that was a wonderful look. So I. All oh, was, the perm, yeah. Yeah, yeah perm. I don't. Know, I wouldn't call his an afro, but it was oh. a perm. All right. Well, then yeah. Forbes had a perm. Now we're getting into hairstyles. You know, well, I, I, it's fun. I'll, I'll talk to my ladies over at Celebrity, <laughs> street. Uh, 142nd Street. They've never once given me ten percent off, so
2: it's not going to do any. They got a free plug on the show here. <laughs> How about two? I'm yeah. going to go see them this Saturday. Are you? They're. Yeah. they're all, who do you go? Who? Betty. I have, Betty. we we discussed this? We we have the same hairdresser. There we go. (laughs)
3: Who does Alabama play on Saturday? Uh,
0: I think it's either Mississippi State or Ole Miss. It's one of the two. they're, and they're and starting a quarterback that started the first game.
2: Not Who cares? Team. Who does Colorado play this Saturday? <laughs>
0: did you watch? Did you, I? I watched that after the Oilers played the Flames rookies the other night. It was
2: what a game. It, it was dirty. Mm-hmm. That was dirty. Lacerated liver for Travis Hunter there, several there was, weeks oh, on the, the, shelf? the coach. There was yeah, cheap was, shots left, yeah.
0: and it was. Hawaii had a bit of a dirty program back in the early early to mid 2000s where they used to hit guys late. And out of, it was a dirty Was June Jones there or was that uh, before? That? Nicely done. Yeah. The old, you know, which NFL team he quarterbacked? The Atlanta Falcons back
3: then. Oh, in the I don't know. I don't remember him as a player. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he, he, he wound up in Hamilton a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, so we had him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah good stuff. Well, well.
0: All right. Uh, Brendan, uh, off the top of your head, do you know who we have on
2: the show tomorrow? Uh, from uh, Hockey Night in Canada, one of the most <laughs> prominent uh, sports figures in the country in the media wow, business. One of my idols, Ron McClain, coming up. And uh, who else do we have on Thursday? Louis DeBrusque
0: will join us as well. So, uh, And we'll see who else uh, makes their way.
3: Have fun. What, what are we going to ask? Nothing. I'm just impressed... You've Got a good show again. Well, some days somebody okay. else. Now I'm, I gotta, I gotta listen tomorrow. See who's going to be. Okay, I'll see well, you at practice. Well, you're
0: going to join us tomorrow too, around six. Yeah, yeah, I'll be here.
3: See you down at orders practice. Uh, everybody have a uh,
0: what day is it? A, uh, a wicked Wednesday. Reed Wilkins is coming up with inside sports.
1: James Dunn has a global news weather traffic update. We're back at you tomorrow. So long from orders now.